the undraftedfreeagent.com mid-major podcast with your host, Chris McKee. There's Samuel with the steal. Get your phones out. Tyree Samuel posterizes Alex Nawaga. Come on now. Lugans. Dort. Oh, my. Brzdikas with another steal. Spots up for three this time and drains it. Ignis Brzdikas. Electric first step. Blows by everyone. Kobe Elvis. He's got them all shook up. Keyshawn for three. And there it is. Keyshawn Bartholomew. You don't want to let him heat up. All day, Kyler Filowich. They can't stop him. Moncrief! Sneaks in the back door, hammers it down. Matthew Alexander Moncrief. Ooh! Welcome, UndraftedFreeAgent.com Mid-Major Podcast. I'm your host, Chris McKee. Another special edition of the Mid-Major Podcast. I have an interview with Troy head coach, Scott Cross. So, recorded this on Thursday, February 17th, about two hours before he was scheduled to tip off against Appalachian State. They were on the road down at App State in a game in which they were three-and-a-half-point underdogs. And, spoiler alert, they ended up winning it. I watched the game, so pretty cool to see. So, for those that listen to the pod, know that we've had three... Three head coaches on the podcast this week. Scott Cross, who then went on to win his game Thursday over Appalachian State. Richie Riley of South Alabama we had on. They had a buzzer beater winner over Coastal on Thursday. Watched pretty much the entirety of that game. Unbelievable. Great buzzer beater. So that was cool to see. And also was checking out some of the Belmont game. They beat Eastern Illinois fairly comfortably and expected. But uh, also had Casey Alexander on the pod earlier this week. So if you're a head coach or sports information director, hey, you probably want to uh, arrange an interview to talk to me. I'm giving the good karma right now. Well, here it is. Not as long as I'd like because a little press for time because he did have tip-off shortly after. But head coach of the Troy Trojans, Scott Cross. So he's been the head coach at Troy since 2019. Prior to that, he was the head coach at his alma mater, UT Arlington, from 2006 to 2018. He was the Sunbelt Coach of the Year in 2017, Southland Coach of the Year in 2012, Troy is 17-8 and eight on the season, and tonight they'll face Appalachian State. I'm joined by head coach Scott Cross. Scott, how you doing? I'm doing good. How about you? I can't complain. You know, and a, a frigid Toronto afternoon up here in Canada. Nice. So you guys, uh, afternoon matchup, big implications in the Sun Belt, the number two and three teams. So, I mean, how are you feeling heading into this one against App State tonight? Well, we know it'll be a tough one. We let one slip on Saturday against Little Rock. Uh, App State also lost at home uh, against Georgia, a very good Georgia State team. And uh, I know they're going to be playing with a lot of fire. I would think that our guys are as well. So I would think, you know, it's going to be two teams really, really going at each other. Uh, they've got a pretty good home court advantage here in Boone, North Carolina. I expect a, you know, a large crowd. And our guys have been good on the road this season. And uh, we'll need to bring our best defense and play with a, you know, a high level of toughness in, that, in order to squeeze out a win tonight. So you guys average 70.7 points per game, but your leading scorer, FEODG, only averages 11 points per game. I mean, how is that even possible that you know, 11 points, that's it? You know what I mean? So it's pretty balanced attack. We do. I think I was looking on Ken Palm, and I believe we play the second most bench minutes in the country. Uh, we are fortunate that we have 15 scholarship guys because of the COVID uh, year you were able to over-assign. So we had two seniors. We were able to sign two additional guys. So we actually have 15 scholarship guys. Well, we brought all of them here for a reason. I believe in them. Uh, you know, it's, it's impossible to play 15, but pretty much every game this year, we've had two or three guys missing for various reasons. Uh, so we have played a lot of guys and 
you know, that's been one of our strengths is our depth. It's kept our guys fresh. We're able to play with a high level of intensity. And I think that's why we've been pretty good defensively all year long. So we mentioned Effie, guy, you got a UTEP transfer. He's talking about one, how he came across your radar and what kind of guy is he off the court? Yeah, so we, my last year in Arlington, uh, myself and Kenneth Manger, my associate head coach, uh, recruited him there. And it was down to us in Fresno State. Uh, he ended up choosing Fresno State, kind of broke our heart. Uh, Rodney Terry took the UTEP job. Well, Byron Jones, who's on my staff now, stayed at Fresno and was hoping to get the head job there. He was the interim head coach. They didn't give it to him. He ended up going to Air Force after sitting for a year. Uh, Effie, you know, went to UTEP and played a couple years there. And then he backed up Bryson Williams, who we know, you know, playing for Texas Tech is a phenomenal player, you know, borderline NBA guy. And so Effie decided to, to transfer. Well, now you have myself and Coach, and, uh, Coach Mangrum, who recruited him in Arlington. And you have Coach Jones, who recruited him for Fresno. So you have three guys on staff that his mom and him are very, very familiar with. So, uh, you know, it still wasn't easy. I, I know there are a lot of teams that would love to have him. He's a throwback, back to the basket player, can score with either hand, works extremely hard. And uh, definitely, you know, he's kind of the, the focal point of our offense. So when you took over, Troy, first year, 9-22, and 22, it's been, you know, a reclamation project in a way. I mean, how have you gotten the guys to buy into your message? Here you guys are, you know, in the hunt for a Sunbelt Conference title right now. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, the first recruiting class we had, we had uh, Nick Stampley was a part of that. <clears throat> Desmond Williams, Jakeven Leffrich, Khalil Waters, those guys are stuck around. They bought into what we're trying to do. Um, you know, Xavier Williams was on the previous uh, staff and is a phenomenal player and just uh, extremely coachable. So, you know, we had a good nucleus of guys. Uh, we, we did have to make some roster moves because guys just didn't really fit culturally what we were trying to build. Very good players, some of them. Uh, but, you know, they just weren't willing to buy in 100% to what we were trying to do. And so uh, this year we finally feel like we got the roster there. The guys have done a great job buying in. Uh, we do have some, you know, some really good players on our team. We have a lot of depth. It does make it hard at times because of the depth. But uh, like I said earlier, when you have guys go down, it sure does make it a lot nicer. So you and I spoke several years back about five years ago when you were the head coach at UT Arlington over the phone for an interview and you explained your take the stairs motto to me. I just wanted you to kind of, you know, re rehash that story of how, you know, your, your thoughts behind that. When you're done, I got a, I got a couple of things to share after you explained the, the take the stairs motto. Sure. I mean, it's, you know, I've always had that philosophy even back when I was an assistant coach, uh, you know, we're actually in a Holiday Inn Express right now here in Boone, North Carolina. But, you know, they're usually two or three floors and it would drive me nuts when I'd see, you know, 15 guys waiting for, for one elevator. And then, you know, my staff and I would walk up the stairs and we're already in our room, put our bags up and all, heading down and they're still waiting for the elevator. And so I used to always give them trouble about it. And then uh, one road trip uh, kind of was the breaking point. Uh, we came back and I think we had lost... It may have been uh, the, the Troy South Alabama road trip, if I'm not mistaken. But we get back to Arlington. It's snowing outside. Um, I'm jogging around the concourse, and I see, like, five guys, 
and the elevator opens and I wave as I'm jogging. And then I took a few more steps. I was like, whoa, that was our guys there. And, uh, you know, I was steaming about it the, the whole rest of my workout. I called Coach Mangrum on the way home as I was driving home, asked him about it. You know, a lot of times my staff will kind of calm me down and say, no, no, it's not that big of a deal. You know, he didn't really do that. Then I get home. My wife used to be a coach as well and was a former volleyball player. Uh, same, same thing. You know, she's like, oh, man, our coach would have ran the crap out of us if we did that. And so, you know, I didn't sleep all night. We actually had a game the very next day. So in shoot around, I held all the guys up and I asked who were the guys that took took that elevator and they all raised their hand. And I said, all right, the guys that did not, y'all hold their their shoes and they're going to walk on their hands from midcourt all the way up the stairs, all the way to the elevator and then back down. So it probably took them 10, 10 minutes probably to do that. And obviously, you know, that's about 300 steps on your hands, you know, doing the wheelbarrow. And so of course they couldn't hit another shot and, and uh, shoot around. And so I, I left there and I was like, I we probably lost the game by doing that. But you know, I huddled the guys back up and I was like, y'all understand why I had you do that? And they, they were like, no, you're crazy. And, um, you know, I was like, the reason why I had you do that is because, you know, those elevators are for, you know, the training staff when they're carrying water coolers or crutches or for somebody that's injured that can't walk or for somebody that, you know, is elderly and can't walk. Like it's not for high level division one athletes that are playing a game tonight and you're feeling so sorry for yourself that you're going to just take a shortcut. And uh, like, if you had that mentality in my mind, you've already lost the basketball game before it even starts. And so we actually ended up winning that game. And from that point forward, it kind of became a, a mantra for us even more. And uh, you know, it's, it's stuck ever since then. I love that. So that stuck with me that, that take the stairs thing. So not long after that, I was working in downtown Toronto and you got to take the, the subway in because the parking situation is, is tough. And the steep, the, the subway stairs every day. I never took the escalator once in about two years. Every single day I took those stairs. Even I did my back, you know, old man, bad back. I did it in pretty bad. There was two weeks and I, I, I still, I said, nope. I'm taking the damn stairs. And so even, you know, I, it, it stuck all the way up in Canada. That message resonated. Hey, you're, you're an OKG. You need to send Robert your, your address and we'll get you to take the stairs t-shirt. All right. I'll definitely do that. And then even my son. So my son's uh, he's playing university now. He's a soccer player. And uh, a couple of years ago, he did his, he did his knee in and sitting around five, six months. And, you know, when he came back to doing rehab and that I, I told him that take the stairs story, it stuck with him. So that's how he finished. He'd go running every day when he started getting back after six months of lying in his bed. And then just around the corner, there's these really steep stairs that he would run them 10 times. He goes, Hey, wow. that's how I finish every workout. You got to take the stairs. And so, that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. So that's that. So speaking of UT Arlington, so Scott, I'll, you know, I'll tell you, I was working for one of the major media companies up here in Canada and I got fired from my job back in early December. And I was, it's one of those, like what happened? And so, you know, I'll look back to you at UT Arlington, 21 wins that last year, your alma mater, and then kind of out of nowhere, uh, you know, let go. I mean, have you still kind of, have you been able to take stock of that situation yet? Yeah, I mean, I you know, it, it was uh, it, it was hard. You know, my associate head coach that was on my staff, Greg Young, got the job, so I'm very happy for him. Uh, you know, I think that was a great hire on their part. Uh, you know, we're still we're still good friends, and uh, you know, it's hard it's hard to pull for him because you know the situation. But 
Um, you know, Coach Young was an extremely important part of uh, our success there and very, very deserving of it. And now, you know, the administration is starting to change over from the people that fired me. And I'm looking forward to that point where it'll be a little bit easier to pull for your, you know, your alma mater uh, <laughs> and Coach Young, you know, because I want him to be successful. But, you know, at the same time, it's just it is a competitor, you know, your own human nature. It's just it's a little bit hard to do. Uh, uh, but, you know, I, I love it here at Troy and, and the great thing about it, everything happens for a reason. And, um, you know, I wouldn't be here if that wouldn't have happened. And, and we absolutely love it. It's been great for our family. Uh, you can almost throw a rock from our arena to where we live. Uh, my boys love it. They live their uh, school is like a block away from where we live as well. And so it's just been really, really good for our family and the Troy community is so supportive of all their athletic programs. So it's just been, it's been a blessing. And, you know, it, it was a, it was a tough deal. Anybody that gets let go can, uh, you know, empathize with it, but um, you know, I'm very, very thankful uh, now that it did happen because of where I am today. Yeah. I remember around that time interviewing before five other head coaches I chatted with kind of that week and everyone off the record was like, hey, you know, what, what do you think of this? And everyone was like, no, Scott's the best. I'm a great guy. This is everyone to a man was kind of shocked. And so it was, uh, yeah, is what it is. But anyway, so before I worked in media, I worked in music. I was an agent and a concert promoter for Grammy winning musicians. Um, so I always want to check in on any musical tastes on coaches or any kind of podcast you're listening to while you're working out or or just whatever, trying to blow I'm off definitely steam. an old, old school rap. So Ice Cube, uh, Tupac, uh, Biggie, you know, anything old school back, not early 90s, uh, late 90s rap. That's that's what I'm listening to for the most part. Uh, you know, I, I, I am a Colin Cowherd fan. So, you know, if I do have on the radio, usually at lunchtime, if I'm, you know, driving, I'll listen to him. And then, uh, you know, probably the other one that I listen to is uh, – I do play uh, fantasy football. We actually had our our team had a fantasy football league. So we had a draft and the coaches and the players are in it. I think we had, I don't know, 14 or 15 of us uh, playing in it. And so uh, the football, uh, I forget what it's called, fantasy football morning in the morning. So like when I'm driving to work, I think they're on from like six to eight or nine in the morning. I'll, I'll listen in, but it's such a short drive. I only get to catch them for about two minutes as I drive in. Uh, back when I was in Arlington or at, at TCU, I had a 45-minute commute. So I was probably a little bit better at fantasy football uh, back in the Metroplex. You mentioned old school rap. Did you see the halftime Super Bowl performance? With Snoop? I did. Me and my wife were absolutely loving it. My boys, we got our boys. They like old school rap as well. And so, yeah, we, we were jamming out to it and thought it was one of the best uh, halftime Super Bowls that we've seen. So I was the Wu-Tang Clan's agent for over a decade. Oh, wow. Nice. Yes. So I have a book. I wrote a book. It's called Life on the Road with the Wu-Tang Clan. And it's about my kind of decade and change on the road with all the Wu-Tang guys. Is it on? Is it available by Kindle? Uh, yes. Amazon, Kindle, I'm, it's on there. Yeah. I'll down, download it and read it. I, that, that's my other hobby before going to bed at night. I got to read for about, you know, 30 minutes or I won't fall asleep. So... I'll get awesome. it and check it out. Cool. So earlier this week, I had a chat with uh, South Alabama head coach, Richie Riley, and we just talked about the grind that is the Sun Belt. I mean, this it, it might have the most parity of any conference in college basketball because 
I mean, any of the 12 teams could literally, you know, win the conference tournament coming up. Just talk about what kind of grind it is every night. Yeah, I think, you know, last place has three wins and first place has three losses. And so that tells you how even it is, uh, you know, we lost to the team that's in last right now in Little Rock. And, uh, you know, so we know, you know, we if we win that game, we're in first place. So that, that tells you how balanced the league is. Uh, I do think there's probably, you know, seven to eight, I would say, that have a legitimate chance of, you know, going winning in the NCAA tournament, uh, but there, there's absolutely no easy games. I mean, if you're not ready to play on that given night, you are going to lose. And uh, I, I think that can happen all the way around the conference. And that that's why, you know, right now everybody does have three losses. And I would say, you know, the winner will probably end up with, I, I would guess five losses. I guess there's a chance, uh, you know, Texas State only has three losses right now. I guess there's a chance maybe them or, you know, us or App could, you know, win out and only have four losses. But I, I think in the end, the, the team that wins the league will have five losses. And so I know you got tip off not long from now, so I don't want to keep you too long. Last question. I mean, what's the belief like in your locker room amongst you and your guys that, you know, when you get to conference tournament, you guys can win this? Yeah, we believe 100 uh, percent. You know, for, for us, it's all about our, you know, our effort when we're playing great defense and we're playing with a, a certain level of grit and toughness. Our guys know 100 percent that we can beat any team in the league. I think, you know, the biggest thing for us is uh, probably uh, playing our best or our toughest, even when we're not playing somebody that we don't view is the best in the league. And that hopefully that was the lesson that we learned last Saturday against Little Rock. Uh, you know, if we're matched up against somebody that's, you know, seven, eight, ninth, tenth seed, um, you, you know, in the in the conference tournament, hopefully our guys will have the right mentality going in because those teams are very, very capable of beating us if we're not ready. Well, Scott, thank you so much for your time. I know game day coming up, so really appreciate it. And, uh, hey, best of luck tonight. Thank you very much. Appreciate you. So there was my interview with Troy head coach Scott Cross. Mentioned I'd spoken to him a couple years ago, back in probably about 2017 when he was the head coach at UT Arlington. But, yeah, I remember, you know, we talked about it in the pod, me speaking with a couple other head coaches shortly after he was dismissed from UT Arlington. I've been wanting to ask him about that for a couple years. Um, and yeah, everyone really surprised. It's still really kind of shocking because not only did his final year at UC Arlington, his alma mater, they went 21 and 13 the season before they won 27 games. I think they were like 27 and six either way. He's done a really good job at Troy. I thought, you know, at first, the first year, nine and 22, I was like, uh Oh, but, uh, he's done an amazing job, man. Here they are in the hunt for a regular season Sunbelt title and certainly going to be in the conversation come conference tournament time. So wanted to run through the AP Top 25 quickly, as we usually do, but with all these interviews, kind of haven't gotten to this format. But uh, Gonzaga is still the number one team in college basketball at 22-2. and two. They've won 15 games in a row. Watch the game Wednesday night against Pepperdine. First half was a little close, and then finally, you know, second gear, 86-66. Um, it wasn't as pretty as some of their other performances, but Drew Timmy with 19, Chet Holmgren with 18, and, uh, you know, they still look their dominant force, projected to be the number one seed in the West um, in the upcoming March Madness. So tonight they will face Santa Clara. Santa Clara, a really good team, actually, 18-9. and nine. I think, I mean, I don't think Santa Clara is going to beat them, but I, I, I do believe of all the West Coast Conference teams this year, they'll probably give them 
one of, if not the best, runs. So I think the Zags should be at least contested tonight against Santa Clara. But the more and more I watch Chet Holmgren, the more and more I believe is a lottery pick. You know, a couple of weeks ago I said, ah, maybe top 10. No, he's he's going to be one of the first three or four guys off the board. I mean, just his shooting, uh, just outstanding his defense. I mean, his length, everything, his motor, his chip on his shoulder. So, yeah, the the Chet Holmgren bandwagon for me is, is starting to uh, – Heat up, man. I love what he's doing. He's doing some great things. So speaking of doing great things, you know, anyone who's listened to this podcast know I've been the champion of Murray State, ranked number 21 in the AP Top 25. They're 25-2. and two. Thursday, they ran over Austin P. 91-56. Watched a good chunk of the game, but early in the second half, I mean, this game was over, so I just flipped on to other games that were a little bit more tightly contested and interesting. So K.J. Williams with 25 for Murray. They had six guys in double figures. Today, they will face UT Martin, so be shocked if they lose that. They'll get through that pretty easily, but then a huge matchup Thursday against Belmont at home, so that's definitely a plus for them, but Murray State, Belmont, that's definitely going to be one of the games to watch uh, during the week. So also, Wyoming Cowboys crept into the AP Top 25. They're number 22, but they're not going to stay very long. 21-3. and They lost to New Mexico on Tuesday, which is a bit of a shocker because Wyoming's just been on fire over the past two, three months. But alas, they did trip up in the Mountain West, and they'll next face uh, Air Force later today. So I think they'll get through that. And then I believe their game after that, Colorado State, so they get into a bit of a tougher stretch. So Wyoming should slide out of the AP Top 25, but... Needless to say, I, I still think they're going to be an at-large and will get in to the NCAA tournament. So, as you guys know, I usually am on the MVC Missouri Valley Coaches Conference call every Monday, and I was. I did ask a couple questions, but with the Scott Cross uh, audio and that, I'm not going to bother playing it. But Dan Muller was fired the night before by Illinois State, and then there he was on the MVC Coaches call Monday morning. Super awkward. You know, people ask, because apparently the team had voted him to remain on as head coach for the rest of the season, which, you know, I talked about this earlier. It's kind of like, you know, living in the house with your ex-wife after you decide to break up. I mean, how does that go? <laughs> Usually, you know, nine, you know, 999 times out of a thousand, that's not going to go well. And so, yeah, and then, you know, we gets peppered, Mueller gets peppered with questions from all the MVC media. Oh, yeah, it's going to work. The players voted me. And then literally an hour after the conference call, I see a tweet from one of the writers who was on the, the conference call saying, yeah, no, Dan Mueller has just officially stepped down. He will not coach the rest of the season. So I uh, feel bad for them. He is a good coach. But, um, you know, Illinois State, 11-16, and 16, so in a very competitive conference. So you can't be shocked. You know, I mean, you would think some of the things he's done in the past would have bought him a little bit more karma uh, or maybe some leeway, but no, not in today's college basketball landscape. So Dan Muller out at Illinois State. Also out, Tubby Smith steps down at High Point. I mean, Tubby, you know, former Kentucky coach, one of the best coaches in college basketball. He was at Texas Tech as well for a while, but, uh, you know, the job he's done at High, at high Point, you know, it's, I don't know, it just looks like he's kind of mailing it in. I've watched him play a number of times over the past couple of years. Don't really have any talent. It's not an exciting program, but uh, yeah, the son's going to take over. Tubby's, Tubby's stepping down for health reasons. Like, he's guessing about 70 now, but um, he's had an outstanding career, but maybe it's time to move on. So speaking of moving on, we're going to shut her down for today. So thanks for joining us here at the Undrafted Free Agent Mid-Major Podcast. Of course, 
Check out the website, undraftedfreeagent.com, and drop us a follow on the socials, undrafted underscore FA. Our Instagram starting to build out, man. Got about 200 followers now, so it is a work in progress. How it usually works, is I've done this before with other brands, uh, specifically Golf Talk Canada. You know, it's a grind to get to like 1,000. Once you get to 1,000, it gets to 10,000 uh, pretty quickly after that. So I've done it before. We're going to do it again, so... Thanks for listening. The UndraftedFreeAgent.com mid-major podcast with your host, Chris McKee. There's Samuel with the steal. Get your phones out. Tyree Samuel posterizes Alex Nawaga. Come on now. Lugans. Dort. Oh, my. Brzdikas with another steal. Spots up for three this time and drains it. Ignis Brzdikas. Electric first step. Blows by everyone. Kobe Elvis. He's got them all shook up. Keyshawn for three. And there it is. Keyshawn Bartholomew. You don't want to let him heat up. All day, Kyler Filowich. They can't stop him. Moncrief! Sneaks in the back door. Hammers it down. Matthew Alexander Moncrief. Ooh!